Hey everybody, welcome back to Checkerboard Chat, the official sports podcast of the Daily Beacon. I'm Tyler Wombles and that's DeMichael Cole. We're back here bringing you more Tennessee athletics news, updates, and well, DeMichael, whatever we feel like talking about. So first of all, we got a little bit of some of some football news here to cover, and then we're going to shift to some basketball updates, uh, some, some tournament action going on, and uh, then we'll get in a little bit of baseball and softball. So first of all, DeMichael, obviously some big news on the football front this week. Yep. Um... All he was all American freshman Trey Smith is um, going to be out for spring practice with an undisclosed medical issue. Um, it has obviously we don't know what that issue is, um, but that he his uh, spring practice time will be affected. He will likely be out all of it. Um, so just to Michael, just getting into this a little bit, how much of an effect do you think this will have not only on Trey Smith but on Tennessee's offensive line depth as Jeremy Pruitt really breaks into his first season as the Vols head coach? Well, it's it's big. To say the least, I mean, literally and figuratively, because, I mean, Trey Smith is no doubt about it. He's the best offensive lineman on this team, and he's stepping into a sophomore season. And no matter the sport, from year one to year two is always when you see a player make his biggest progressions. So, I mean, that's what a lot of people were expecting out of Trey Smith to – potentially go from a freshman All-American to a SEC All-American. And, you know, it's, it's something he could do. But this is this is big. This is a big setback for Tennessee and Trey Smith. And it's like, man, can Tennessee catch a break? Like, okay. <laughs> Doesn't seem the, like it. The, book, the Bush Jones era is over and the injuries are still here. Yep. So, um, and it was, a you know, a freak injury. Like, it, it was – they said they discovered it while he was working out. Mm-hmm. And – He's out for spring practice, and that's all I know. I know some some people, some reports are saying, you know, they're very confident in him coming back and, you know, returning to normal. And then there are other reports saying his, you know, his future as a Tennessee offensive lineman right now is unknown. And that'd be, that would be – if that were to come, to pass where he was would not be able to play for a foreseeable amount of time, uh-huh. that would be huge. Oh, that yeah. would just be a backbreaker for Tennessee, I think. Yeah, but but number one, obviously, you just you know you want the young man to get healthy and you know just get back healthy from whatever the issue is medically. But as far as football goes, this is big. You can look at it two ways. You can say, well, you know what you're going to get out of Trey Smith. Now you get other offensive linemen chances to step up. And the other way you can look at it is, man, this is a blow to the depth. And Jeremy Pruitt wants to come in and show what this team will look like in the spring, in practice, probably not to the fans as much in the spring game. But in practice, he wants to, you know, come out and say, this is how we're going to play. And can he do that without a guy on the offensive line like Trey Smith? That's the big question because everyone knows Jeremy Pruitt is a guy that preaches physicality. Mm -hmm. And he talked about a lot last year about how this team was small. And we all know Trey Smith isn't small. No. So <laughs> the offensive line just got a little bit smaller. You you lose a little bit of depth. And, I mean, Trey Smith is a guy that's that's really good. So it's going to hurt them. And he's a leader. I mean, me and Tyler saw it covering the team this season. Trey Smith, even as a freshman, it was mm-hmm. evident that people in that locker room listened to him. And that's big. And now that he's a sophomore, there's no doubt about it, he was going to step into a leadership role. So this is a setback, but – Long term, we'll see, you know, how it affects this team. Spring practice, missing spring practice isn't the worst thing in the world for a guy like Trey Smith. So there's that. It's not like he's in a competition, you know, sure. like a quarterback competition or anything right. like that. I mean, 
we know he's going to win his job. <laughs> so now it's all about, you know, his health, him recovering from this, and where will the team go from there? For sure. And I think another thing to sort of think about a little bit is, mm-hmm. you know, not only does it affect he, like you said, obviously it won't affect his experience too much because right. he already has that experience of starting multiple games. Uh-huh. But it could affect the offensive line's chemistry because you've got a guy with Trey Smith who you know oh, yeah. showcased last year he could play. I think he played just about every position yeah, except center. He, yeah, he, at he, least three positions. He played four positions and he started all all, all yeah. twelve games. Sure, so, and yeah. so you know you could put him. Jamie Pruitt could put him in spring practice at really any position. Say you put him at right tackle, even if he's not going to start at right tackle, mm-hmm. you do that to get a guy some reps at left guard. Right. Or put him at left guard, give another guy reps at right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, so not having him there to fit in, you might be playing some other guys who wouldn't normally get looks. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing too. For yeah. sure, and that could, you know, that could affect that chemistry of the offensive line because what happens when you have a guy like Trey Smith come back by the season, and you've got a guy who's played all spring practice, you got to take him into the rotation. Because, you, you know, you assume that there's not – I would not say there are many linemen there who could take his job. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if we're just being no, honest. so I don't I, think there are many linemen in the country that can well, take Trey Smith's job. Well, that, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> but So I think it would be interesting to see, you know, if Pruitt has to put Trey Smith back into the lineup, mm-hmm. how would that affect the chemistry? Because obviously an offensive line, it's a unit. Right. It's, it's a, you know, they say it's a brotherhood, it's a family – how does it affect it when you have one guy taken out and then you put another guy in and you take him out and put the same guy back in? So Yeah, and we saw that a lot this year. I mean, me and you saw with this team all of the pieces all over the place. I mean, at one point they were down to, what, five, four scholarship offensive linemen. Yeah, it was crazy. They were playing walk-ons and – talking about moving guys that play tight end to, you know, the offensive line. So yeah, you had the sports writers in the press box just looking up, you know, see someone's number yeah. out there on the offensive line. Who is that guy? Look him up. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it was interesting. But, yeah, we'll see how that situation goes. It'll definitely be big uh, for Jeremy Pruitt and Tennessee football. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk about some Tennessee basketball. Um, starting off with the men's team, DeMichael, just, uh, you know, just fill me in a little bit. What's going yeah. on right now with the men and just, just what are you seeing? Well, they're, they have one game left this season, and it's been a very good season. A lot of people, you know, were surprised. I mean, obviously they were picked second to last, which is one of the biggest motivating factors for this team this season. They were picked second to last. But they never – their confidence never wavered. Yeah. And I asked them at the media days, I said, what do you think you guys will be at the end of the season? I asked Lamonte Turner. I asked James Daniel. Both of them said they expected this to be a Final Four team at that time. I mean, this was before all of, you know, the fans got on the hype train and the nation just knew how good of a team Tennessee was. They said they expected this to be a Final Four team. And, sure. you know, when the games when the games came on, then you saw them play well against Purdue and Villanova and North Carolina and teams of that nature. So right now, I mean, this team this team looks good. They're one, one game left this season. It'll be senior day. And – Obviously, this is a very young team, so they have one senior, and that one senior is a grad transfer. So James Daniel will be honored inside of Thompson Bowling Arena, and he's a big contributor for this team. He came, he came from Howard as a leading scorer, yeah, one of the top scorers in the nation, and he's came to Tennessee and revitalized his whole game. I by think becoming, he has. Oh, so he has yeah. two thousand points, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, for a career, and that's yeah. huge. That's he's he's the second leading active scorer in, in NCAA. So, and for him to say, I'm going to go to Tennessee and I'm going to sacrifice 
all of that. I'm going to sacrifice a starting spot, and I'm going to become a better passer. That was a real big key, you know, for this team because there have been a lot of games this year where Jordan Bone doesn't have it or Chris Darrington doesn't have it, and James Daniel is the guy that steps up. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how it is just for this whole team in general. They're they're very deep. But James Daniel will be honored on senior day. And I think the fans should be very proud of what they got from him this season. I know a lot of people may have expected him coming into the season to Mm -hmm. score 15 to 20 points a game. But now looking back on it, I think everyone will be very happy. If you asked at the beginning of the season, oh, James Daniel wouldn't average over eight points a game. He'd average around three and a half assists. People would have looked at you like, Oh, he had a, he didn't have a good year. We expected him to come in averaging right. fifteen, yep. but now that you see the way this team has been successful, and you see James Daniel playing a key role in that success, you say, "Wow, he had a really good year." And I think the fans should really be proud of this senior. And senior day, they'll get their last, they'll get that one more chance at Georgia. And I think that game left a sour taste in their mouth. If you remember, Admiral Schofield <laughs> kind of said. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, "We'll see them again. We can't basically, wait. We yeah. can't wait till they come to Thompson Bowling Arena." That's a pretty good paraphrase. So, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, they're excited for that game, and there's no doubt about it. They're going to be hyped up for it. It's the last regular season game of the year. Tennessee is looking like a likely two seed in the SEC tournament, and that'll put them, you know, behind Auburn. And, I mean, who knows how it'll shake out behind those two teams with all those teams, you know, bunched up right there. But Tennessee's in a very good spot before the SEC tournament. They'll play on Friday. Most likely, if they're the two seed, they'll play at 6 p.m. But if something miraculous happens and they end up not being the two seed, they'll be playing at 12. So, right now, you can plan on Tennessee Friday at 6 p.m. will be their likely playing time in St. Louis. So, not in Nashville this year. But, yeah. For sure, and I think that's one thing about this men's team that sort of you hit on a little bit, but those mm-hmm. players knowing their roles. Yeah. You know, I think that that's something that Rick Barnes really stresses. You know, he talked about – I don't remember which game it was exactly, but, you know, uh-huh. someone said who led – he said who led the team in rebounding. They were like, it was Admiral. And he's like, well, it should have been Grant. You oh, know, yeah, and those yeah. types of mm-hmm. things where they might say, oh, he picks on Grant a lot. I know it's Grant Williams, yeah. but, you know, he'll say, you know, oh, he – And, had yeah, it. to piggyback on, on that, he said um, – he actually said that Grant Williams is the best player he's ever had at mm-hmm. – taking criticism. Sure. And that yeah. stood out. Grant Williams is just a sophomore. Yeah, exactly. Grant Williams is a sophomore, and he said the guy's the best player. He said he wants the criticism. So mm-hmm. he's that guy that says, you know, coach, tell just tell me the truth. I mean, right. was how bad was I? And, you know, to have a player that wants that, I mean, you got you to gotta think that makes a coach's job a lot easier. For sure. And, yeah. I mean, imagine how thick that guy's skin is going to be <laughs> when he's a senior. You know, obviously, obviously we know Rick Mons. Oh, he's going to get it bad yeah, when he's a senior. He's, he's, he's not just trying to insult him. He's trying to make him better. Right, but, yeah, course. it's uh-huh. like, you know, like you said, I like how you said that. He's just a sophomore. So, yeah. when by the time he's a senior, he probably, you know, he doesn't even know what the word criticism is. It's just, <laughs> it's just words. It's just words yeah. to him, essentially. Um, but, yeah, so we'll get right back to women's basketball in a minute. But, first of all, here's a word from our sponsor. Welcome to Grand Forest Apartments. We have over 30 years of experience in building and managing student apartments on college campuses. We offer you, the students at the University of Tennessee, affordable luxury housing within walking distance of UT. Our professional on-site management and maintenance staff will make every effort to make your home away from home a great experience. Things that are included with living at Grand Forest are spiral staircase design. We also have free water and laundry facilities. 
We have walk-in closets and full-size beds. There is a dishwasher and microwave included. Free Comcast internet and cable TV. Our space also features a swimming pool. We also have 24-hour on-call maintenance. We hope you will choose to make yourselves at home with us. Hey guys, welcome back. We're going to get into some more women's basketball talk here. Obviously, DeMichael and I obviously hit on uh, some men's basketball. So we're talking a little bit of, about women's basketball to Michael. Obviously, the Lady Vols, uh, they did defeat South Carolina yeah. in their regular season finale on Senior Day. Um, Courtney Dunbar, Mercedes Russell, and Jamie Nard were all honored before the game. Obviously, Nard and Russell are two players that are, you know, the leaders of this team. Mm-hmm. They're players that, you know, Jamie Nard is leading the team in scoring. Mercedes Russell has just, I don't know the exact number, but it's an insane amount of double-doubles, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. She just became, I think, just a sixth lady ball who's got to both, um, you know, like 1,500 points, 1,000 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Just that's a, that's a huge mark for her. Um, but, yeah, so they did defeat South Carolina, and obviously they swept the Gamecocks for the season. Um, and what's interesting about this to Michael is, you know, if they move on to the second round of the tournament mm-hmm. against South Carolina, which will be played Friday at 6 p.m., they would play South Carolina again mm-hmm. if South Carolina wins. Yeah. And, you know, South Carolina, pretty high seed. You know, we would, you know, it's more than likely not they would win. So if they did win, that'd be the third time Tennessee plays South Carolina this year. Um, obviously, Tennessee uh, will take on Auburn uh, to kick off who's the number 10 seed. Tennessee's the number 7 seed. But if they make it to the next round, they very likely would play, play South Carolina. And, Michael, I'll tell you what's interesting about that. <clears throat> in both the games that Tennessee has played South Carolina in, they have not had Aja Wilson. South Carolina yeah. has not had Aja Wilson, who is one of the top players yeah, in the country. Arguably the if best not player the best, yeah. in the NCAA. She's a senior, a center, just um, a huge. Uh, she's a lot like Mercedes Russell, double double machine. Um, <clears throat> and she actually was dealing with uh, issues. I think the first time it was an injury, it was a leg injury. And this, this last game, uh, she was experiencing vertigo. And mm-hmm. so she did not make mm-hmm. the trip with the team to Thompson Bowling Arena. And. I'm not exactly sure what her condition is right now, but if she isn't ready to go for that second round of the NCAA tournament, if they make it that far, Tennessee could play South Carolina three times yeah. without playing <laughs> arguably the best player in the NCAA. So that's pretty big. Yeah. So just, DeMichael, what have you seen out of this team lately? And um, if they did have that matchup against South Carolina and Adrian Wilson was back, how much do you think that would affect the game, and how much of a chance do you think Tennessee would have facing off against them? Well, obviously, with with Aja Wilson, you know, South Carolina is a completely different team. And I, I think that's a big reason why South Carolina hasn't really failed, you know, a lot in the rankings lately. You know, they lost to Tennessee, and what did they drop? One or two spots in yeah. the poll. And <laughs> that was basically because, you know, poll, poll writers, are they have it in the back of their head. This is a completely different team. Yeah with Aja Wilson on the court, and understandably so. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it'll be, you know, a larger task for Tennessee either way it goes, I think, simply because, you know, you you beat a team one time, and you beat a team two times. Everyone said it's, it's hard to beat a team three times. If you, you know, you play a team in the NFL, you, you play a um, division opponent twice, then you have to play them in the playoffs, it's hard to beat yep. them that third time. The third time usually – is always a charm for that yep. for that other team, and Tennessee will hope that you know it's not for South Carolina. So, with Asia Wilson, I think it's a of course it's a much taller task for Tennessee 
without her, I think I, I still think Tennessee has a really, really good shot at winning that game simply because, I mean, they've had their number. And granted, you know, the last game, the senior, senior day, they struggled um, in the first half a little bit. But in that second half, Tennessee was really dominant. And, you know, that was a very good performance. And I think just based off of that, I mean, Tennessee has all the confidence in the world when they see, you know, the Gamecocks on the, sure. other, on the other end of the court. That's for sure. Yeah. And then, obviously, we're going to switch gears another time. I know I say that a lot, don't I? I say yeah. switch gears. You know, it's just a good way to I say mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about some baseball and some softball right now. Start off with a little bit of baseball. Obviously, um, Tony Vitillo's squad had a pretty jam-packed schedule this Man, week. Yeah, yeah um, I think – is it Five games. Five, yeah, five, five games. games this week. And it was against multiple opponents. It wasn't yeah. all a series. And, you know – um, I know our uh, Daily Beacon staff writer Blake Von Hagen, who mm-hmm. covers the baseball team, he had a he had a really good preview about the about this week's action, but and then he did mention this in it. But I think it is really interesting to talk about. You know, that brings a lot of experience to this Tennessee team. Yeah, I mean, you've got a, a first year head coach who, you know. He's still figuring it out. Sure. And and then, yeah. you know, and you've got a lot of a young roster too. Right. I mean, you lost a lot of guys from last year. They have some guys they have at least one player playing out of position. Yeah, and, and then, he he says it. I mean, he he's kind of, you know, upfront with it. He's saying, "Well, we're still figuring this out." Sure. I mean, we as of right now, Tennessee still doesn't have a consistent third starter. So, I mean, of course, that's a big thing. Softball, baseball, that third starter is always. That seems a big to be thing. a trend, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a trend at Tennessee this year. And, um, yeah, they're, they're still figuring that out. But, man, five games in a week, that'll really crazy, test yeah. that'll test your pitchers out more than anything. But, I mean, shockingly, Vitello <clears> said <throat> pitchers, that's not the main thing he's worried about. Yep. And, you know, off, off the top of your head, you're like, what? I mean, five games in a week, and <laughs> yeah. you're not even worried, worried about, about pitchers? Yeah. having pitchers available. But he, he said he wants to see these bats come along, mm-hmm. this team progress as hitters. So, I mean, maybe that signals that he's more confident in his pitchers at this point. He's just trying to figure out who to use when and who to use how. But this is a big week, and, I mean, I expect them to be very successful this week. Like As we've said, five games this week and four teams. They'll play MTSU twice. So um, they have the midweek game against Tennessee, um, MTSU, and then they play um, um, in the weekend tournament that's been moved yeah. from Smoky Stadium to, to Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I think that you know, obviously, bouncing off a little bit more on that, mm-hmm. you talk about you know five games in a week. I think that could almost <clears throat> serve as a microcosm for the entire season. Yeah, because you know you talk about this young team needing that experience. Well, a baseball season is long. And it's oh, yeah. hard work, and you've got guys playing, you know, nine-inning games a lot of times more more days than not. And so I think you have that five-game that five game, uh, week stretch where it really shows you who you can count on in your team, not mm. only who can produce runs, who can, you know, get some shutouts, who can get some strikeouts, but also, you know, who's going to be there for their teammates in this long stretch, you know, who's going to stay on the field, who's going yeah. to not let that tiredness get to them. And that could really help out a young team, and it could really help out this first-year head coach in deciding, you know, who are my guys that I should stick with? Who are my guys that I can count on? Um, who are the guys that I can build this foundation off of mm-hmm. heading into the next couple of years, yeah. you know, at, in his tenure as Tennessee's head baseball coach? So this uh, this week will definitely, you know, be very interesting to see how it will affect the team and, you know, how it will sort of breed what Vitello wants to breed and wants mm-hmm. to see in the coming weeks. 
And just finally, we're just going to touch on softball a little bit. Obviously, DeMichael, uh, the Tennessee softball team, did move up from number 11 to number 5 yeah. in the rankings, which is a huge jump. Um, what have you seen from them so far? Obviously, they only have one loss. What have you seen from them so far, and what do you think that they'll do throughout the next uh, stretch of the season? You can't help but be impressed with this team. I mean, the pitching staff, you know, the top two pitchers are doing what you expected. Kaylin mm-hmm. Arnold, Matty Moss, they're taking care of business. And hitting lineup-wise, I mean, they're, they're playing well now. I mean, against Oregon in the Marinota Classic it was, they, they won that game 1-0. to It was more of a pitcher's duel with Matty Moss. You know, she had an amazing game that game. But – I mean, you have to stay optimistic because at the same time, Brooke Vines isn't even back yet. And that's the second-best hitter returning from last season behind Megan Gregg. And we've seen the top of the lineup, you know, they've been pretty good. Um, Jenna Holcomb, she's been getting on base a lot for Megan Gregg so she can, you know, pound up those RBIs. And when you have Brooke Vines as well, I mean, this team – can get a lot better. And, I mean, they're ranked fifth right now, and they can still improve a lot. But, man, I'll tell you, the SEC this year is it's otherworldly. Yeah. Um, this week, 11. 11, yep. 11 teams from the SEC are ranked that's in the top insane. 25. It just and means more. It, it, it just means all, more. It just means more, man. I, I tweeted that out. Yep. I was like, it just means more. And you have to factor in, too, Arkansas – isn't ranked, and Arkansas is probably right in there. So, mm-hmm. basically, there are probably 12 SEC teams in the top 25 that should be yeah. in the top 25. That's, that's, that's half of the top 25 that's teams. That's insane, yep. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. So, Tennessee, you know, they're getting closer to that SEC slate, and, I mean, all of those teams that are ranked are going to be, you know, some pretty tough opponents. But Tennessee is definitely capable, and, of course, just like baseball, that third starter is going to be something that they have to develop. And right now, you know, they're still trying to figure that out. But I think with this lineup coming along and, you know, players getting healthy down the road, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, I mean, people talking about is the SEC a football league or a basketball league? Man, this is a softball softball. league. It's a softball. Get out of here. Has has men's SEC football ever had 11 teams ranked in the top 25? It's never happened. I don't think it's happened. This is a softball league, man. All right. (laughs) So, that's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. Thanks for watching. We really do appreciate it. Make sure to check out the Daily Beacons website for more content. Also, our Twitter. Follow us both on Twitter just for more content. Uh, But thanks again for watching. Um, This is Checkerboard Chat with Todd Wombles and DeMichael Cole. And we'll see you next time.